0: Uh, Come on, Bobby. Bobby Transmitting Turn it up. This is the Bobby
1: Bones Show.
2: Let's go. What's happening? Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Where do I start? How about this? We got home from American Idol and walk in and they, they finished our bathroom, which they've taken three and a half months to do. And it's A plus, but it's the first time that a bathtub has been in there. And I took a bath before the radio show this morning. Wow. Yeah. That's how much I was wanting it. It is, I love a bath. I love a bath more than I've ever loved a bath in my whole life. I don't know why I even got a rubber ducky now that I put <laughs> okay. in there. Nice. No, I do. It's got a little cool guitar. It's really? got a goatee and a guitar. And so I took a bath.
3: So it's an adult ducky?
2: And he's playing guitar with a goatee. Okay. Interesting. So, <laughs> and you sit in there and play with it? for <laughs> like. You ba- it just kind of floats around me. Okay. And I put a bath bomb in. And so first, I just throw it in the bath. I, I I haven't done bath bombs ever. I've done some stuff where I pour lavender. Don't worry about my bath You know we're on the radio, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm telling you, I recently just got out of this tub, so I need to tell you what. And Mike D was messaging me like, hey, uh, everything good? Because we've both been exhausted from traveling. And I was like, yeah. And I sent him a picture, butt crack of dawn, even before that with my feet in the bathtub with a rubber ducky floating right in front of me. (laughs) And so... I uh I put a, I took this bath bomb. It's a little circle, you know. You know, it looks like a baseball. Kinda. Of
3: course, I've used well, I, plenty of had, bath bombs. Yeah.
2: L- listen to my story. And
3: I, yeah, I throw, my ten-year-old son loves them too.
2: I throw <laughs> it in the bathtub and it just kind of sinks and doesn't start mm-hmm. or anything. And then I'm like, oh, I need to take the plastic off of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I take the plastic off and and it's still not. And then there's a second layer of plastic that you have to take off. And then it was like New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it is excellent. Just Did excellent. you have
3: a bath bomb that you can get really cool ones that do have a prize on the inside or something fun? like A, what? Yeah. a prize? Well, no, I this guess like a maybe, these are the, box. maybe these are the kids' <laughs> ones that we get. But there's, yeah, like a little tiny toy on the inside. Or sometimes there's confetti that just sp- spreads out, which is a mess. Or roses for the girls. Like there's flowers petals that go everywhere and it ends up being a lot to clean up so I don't recommend that one But will take that pretty. Amazon
2: link though since we're done with this segment <laughs> yeah. give me some of those no problem But I did me a bath and Caitlin picked the perfect bathtub it's it's nice it's a uh, uh, you kind of like it has like a spot for your head you kind of lean back it's nice anyway I took a good bath this morning thought I'd lead with that mm, good we started watching a movie called what's the zombie movie called Army of the Dead Army of the Dead on Netflix I love a zombie movie I love end of the world stuff you know that and we start watching it This is uh, last night, and Caitlin's about to fall asleep, and she's like, I can't watch this anymore. I'm going to get bad dreams. I don't think zombie movies to me are like monsters. I don't know why, because I feel like maybe we're going to be there eventually in real life. And so we turn it off, but it looks, we got to like 20 minutes of it, but it was so good. And like De Bautista is in it, and Mike D watched it. Would you recommend it? I think you would like it. You should finish it. It's two, two hours and 20 minutes long. It's on Netflix, but-
3: is it like Walking Dead?
2: I, my, you can, I only watched 20 minutes of it. All I know is the government's driving this box. They don't know what's in this box. This guy wreck accidentally crashes into them on the highway. The box goes flying off the truck. This zombie escapes, who's like super fast and like kills mm-hmm. people. And then they have to go hunt him? Yeah. And I would say in this one, the zombies are way more sophisticated. <laughs> and they have more mobility skills. Dead? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, this guy's fast. Yeah. Is this
3: something uh, my daughter, she's 14, because she likes zombie shows, could... Is the it's pretty eight? violent. It's rated yeah. R.
2: It's violent, but... Oh, it's R.
3: Yeah. Eh. I don't know. Borderline. Okay. Because there is like kid zombie stuff. <laughs> she tells me it's for kids. Mm-hmm. It's PG-14, Mom. It's fine.
2: 14?
4: They, <laughs> they have PG-13, yeah, yeah.
3: PG-14. Different, it's a whole yeah. thing. They go up one year? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
4: Big difference.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, And Mike, did you like the movie? I liked it. It's a little long though, yeah. Uh, on Movie Mike's movie podcast, he did best zombie movies ever. Yeah. What's your favorite zombie movie? Because mine is 28 Days Later, A plus zombie movie.
3: I would need examples because I don't know if I've seen many.
2: Did, did you ever see the Brad Pitt one? World War Z. World War Z. I read the book and then watched it. No,
3: never yeah. saw it.
2: You watch any zombie movies? What is uh, From Dust
4: Till Dawn a zombie movie? It's a zombie yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, that
2: one's cool. Is it good?
4: Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. It's a little more
2: vampire, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite? My favorite is Dawn of the Dead. Mm -mm. From 2004? I don't know what that is. (laughs) Anyway, check out Movie Mike's movie podcast. He's doing zombie movies. We're probably going to finish that in the next couple days. (laughs) It's time to go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable reading this one, so Amy will be reading. (laughs) I
3: barely feel comfortable reading it, to clarify, but I'll read it.
2: All right, Amy is now reading this email. Mm
3: -hmm. Hey, Bobby Bones. My 12-year-old daughter came to me a few weeks ago and told me that... That she wants a thong she said she wants to wear them instead of cotton underwear because she says all the girls in school wear them I am horrified at the thought when I was her age my mom would have said no and that would have been end of discussion she's brought it up again and again and I haven't given her a definite answer I don't want to seem like I'm being a lame parent but I also just don't feel totally comfortable with the idea what age do you think is appropriate Catherine
2: well I'm gonna uh, check out of this one no she's asking <laughs> I'm gonna, you i gonna have hey, Amy and Morgan Bones. answer this one what
3: <laughs> okay she said, hey, Bobby. What, what do I think what?
2: appropriate? 25, okay?
3: <laughs> Good answer. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, Amy, you go first. What would you say to her?
3: Yeah, no. 12-year-old doesn't need a thong. So, and, and I don't think you need to give a hard no. Like you're saying your mom would have an end of discussion. I think you can have a have a thoughtful discussion with her about it if she wants to ask questions. I don't think, I don't think girls that age are, def- like, we see thongs as maybe being a little bit sexier. I don't think a 12-year-old is associating with that. Like, if you're the one that puts that in her head, fine, which I guess of other girls, I think that they're, they may be more popular because leggings are really in for girls right now, too, and maybe they don't want the underwear line. So I guess I can kind of see that, but... I I would just talk with her about it and just say, hey, maybe when you're a little bit older, we can go shop for some thongs together. And they don't have to—they could be cotton, cotton thong. They don't have to be,
2: you know— Lacy. The thong has been used way too much so far for my life. Talking <laughs> Me along. too. But, 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 but I would just say. This is something that really happens with it, parents and kids. Oh, I think it's a thing
3: for sure. Luckily, my daughter is 14 and she thinks thongs are disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Morgan, what do you think about this?
5: I mean, I, I think I was wearing one starting in like middle school. I had three older sisters. So everything they did, I wanted to do. And my mom was like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. I already know what's going to happen. So, Did
2: it warp you in any way? Are you a worse no, person because of it? No.
5: I mean, like, I, I, I just looked until I got older, at least until I was in high school and started really even understanding what the, all that meant. It was more about comfortability for me and, like, what I was wearing. I was cheering and I was wearing outfits that, like, it was more comfortable for me to wear that type of underwear. So I would just let her try it, and she might figure out that it doesn't like how comfortable it feels or whatever. And then she can wear something different. I think if the mom makes it a big, big deal, it'll become a bigger deal than it is. Like, if she just gets it and that's what she wants to wear, we don't talk about why that's a different kind of underwear, I don't feel like the mom will end up making this a big deal for the daughter and she'll wear a thong her whole life and it'll be it'll just be underwear.
2: So you're okay with it?
5: Yeah. I don't. As long as that daughter is okay with it and they go and pick it out and she's like, oh, this is comfortable, I want to wear it. She wears it. I have a feeling she'll wear it and be like, I don't want to wear this yet. But... If she does, I don't see any problem with it. I never thought anything of it until maybe I was in high school and I started thinking about it.
2: All right, final opinion, Eddie?
4: <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, like, thank goodness I have four boys. I don't have to deal with it.
2: <laughs> well, I don't
3: know that we helped this mom out. because. Well, we, but she
2: heard two opinions, okay. right? It's always better to hear, you know, people's perspective. And you're a little older than Morgan. So. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, I think that it... Whatever you do decide, having an open conversation and not just giving answers, end of discussion is ever, I get that maybe if our parents handled stuff that way, it's better to be, have conversations around why you're saying yes or why you're saying no.
2: And you know, I read a story about people born when we were born from 1980 to 1985, they're calling geriatric millennials. Is that us? That would be us. Oh yeah, cause
3: 81. Shout out.
2: 80 to 85 or Jerry. Geri- so we have a different perspective than Morgan, who is like a true millennial.
3: That mm-hmm. is <laughs> geriatric.
2: Mm, word, new though. term alert. If you're born between 1980 and 1985, you are a geriatric millennial, meaning older millennials who are good with the computers, but also remember what it was like before everyone was glued to their phone. Scuba- yeah. Steve is laughing. Like, so what? Well,
6: I like the term geriatric. It's a nice way to say old. We're old millennials. We are. We're the like, old. I mean,
2: I was born in 1980. I'm the oldest millennial. Yeah. <laughs>
3: if a woman gets pregnant oh, after the age of 35, I think it's considered a geriatric pregnancy.
2: My only point was you're a geriatric millennial and you're saying no thongs. And I'm Morgan- saying no
3: thongs at 12. And yeah. I'm also a mom. And I also have like there's dads involved, too. And I doubt dads are going to want their little 12 year olds in a thong. But I mean, sometimes just sometimes there's dads involved.
2: Right, that's my point. You guys are just different generations.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No need to get hey geriatric millennial. There's no need to get upset <laughs> about. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. <laughs> no. I th- yeah, I,
3: yeah. I respect Morgan's opinion, especially too. She had older sisters, so I can see where that you know opens things up. But also, this woman says her daughter wants to do it because everyone else at school is doing it. And is that, that the best reason
2: to do anything? That this is
3: where a geriatric millennial would say. So if all your
5: friends jumped off a bridge, would you do it?
2: Oh, boy. Probably, they, they would. Okay, uh, Morgan, if they want to email us at the mailbag, what do they do?
5: Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right,
2: thank you guys. Close it up, Ray. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone is John in Tennessee. I need some world-class advice. It's
6: Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver.
1: Recently went home for Mother's Day weekend. Family had a great time. We live out of state right now uh, due to a job. My wife, we was talking about moving back home. She said, if you can do it, find a job back home and have us settled for the kids to be back in school by August, I'm all for it. I reach out, get my name out there, get a job offer. Now she does not want to move. Is there any kind of compromise?
2: Why does she uh, say one thing and then change her mind? Why did she do that?
1: Uh, she won't give me a reason. She says she don't want to uproot the kids from what they've known.
2: I mean, that's a fair reason. I wish she would have led with that, though.
3: Mm-hmm, before R- you did all the legwork.
2: Right. Okay, I do think that's a fair reason, and maybe she has reconsidered what she said initially. I mean, not cool that she's like, go find a job, and then we'll move, and then you're ready to go, and she's not.
1: But do you believe her when she says it's about the kids? Partly, uh, we have where we live at now, we have no family, it's just us two and our two kids. and then back home would be aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, everything be back to normal. Kids are six and
2: nine. I, I agree with you on that. I moved around a lot as a kid. The, the moves early, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, those were pretty easy. It's the 12, 13, 14 year ages that hurt because you're really figuring out who you are and uh, let me ask you guys, Amy because you moved with your husband across the country.
3: Yeah, as an adult, okay, <laughs> I was in the same house my whole childhood. I know that, and my, you know, my husband grew up in his dad was in the air force. He moved all the time, and I know that that contributed to a lot of some issues he has to work through as an adult, and he didn't even realize it. It, it the moves impacted him in a in an interesting way. So it is something to consider. But I do think they are young enough to where. They'll be able to to bounce back. They're resilient. And I think family is just such a cool blessing. If you can go be somewhere where you're with family and they can have cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that's bigger than having to worry about the kids and their friends now.
3: Yeah, they'll, friends change and they'll get through it.
2: Eddie,
4: you moved with yeah. kids? Yeah. At that time, I only had, my son was, I mean, I think he was five or something going to kindergarten. So it wasn't that big of a move for him. We moved because of work, you know. We, uh, as a, as my wife and I talked about it, we were like, "This is a good opportunity for us. We should try it." We have our fam- all our families are in Texas, so it was a big move, and I do miss my family still to this day. Like we have no family living here in Tennessee, but we made that move. I just wonder in his scenario, like whose idea was it? Was it her idea to move, or was it his idea? And then now she, she's backing backing off.
1: What do you think about that, John? It was probably your idea, huh? I brought it up because I grew up in a large family. She grew up as the only child and just her mom and dad and grandparents, really. And they all passed away at a young age, so she was just them three growing up. And then I brought it up and she said, yeah, if you can do it, I'm all for it. Two days later, I come to her and said, hey, I've got three offers on the table. Are you ready? No, I'm not going
2: Oh man! Well, Maybe. first of all, John, you were quite the hot commodity. Two yeah. days, you got three quick. offers.
3: I don't think she thought you'd get the, the offers <laughs> She's like, that watch quick. Me. Maybe that's what it was. She's Yay. like, good luck getting a job. Uh, here's
2: here's what I say. And I would relate her to me a little bit too, where I didn't have a lot of families. I could move everywhere and it didn't matter. I wasn't close. To, Caitlin has so much family and it's so important to her where I finally see that now, how important that is to somebody else. Because unless you can learn it or experience it, you don't know it. And I didn't know it. Um, I think your wife has trouble seeing your perspective on this. What I would do if I were you, because you have to do the convincing, because if it's a tie, you're staying where you are, because the kids are already there. If it's a tie and you both just have an, a, a disagreement, you're staying where you are. I agree. Um, but I think it's explaining to her why it's important to you. I think it's if she doesn't want to move now, hey, can we go You know, in six months? I know you don't want to move right now, and then explained to her, too, like, it's a good time for the kids to move while they are still this young. Right. Because when they get older, it is going to be real hard to move. Heck, they're not going to want to move. Right now, they probably don't care that much. So I think those are kind of your three. Um, but if she's still not convinced, there's just not much you can do. Because if it's a tie, tie goes to the runner and she's the runner.
3: And being that she grew up very differently than you, maybe you could explain to her things about the family that will be so beneficial and she can understand that. Because, yeah, she's not – she doesn't have the same experience with family that you do. And if if you could kindly show her and make, like, I don't know, a pros and cons list and you all really sit down and go through some of that, then maybe – she'll see what you're talking about and be like, oh yeah, I mean, maybe I didn't have that as a kid, but it'd be cool for my kids to have that.
2: Or literally just go, this is the most important thing in my life is being close to my family. Mm-hmm. What is the most important thing to you, in your life? And we can try to chase that down too. John, good luck. It's a tough one. Sounds like you really want to move back home. It sounds like everybody's trying to hire you. Dang. <laughs> Guy goes on monster.com, has 94 offers. Boy. Hey, John. All right, John, I hope we helped a little bit. I think you, you're still in this. I think you can win it. Um, good luck, and we're rooting for you.
3: And play this back for her.
2: Yeah, yeah, play with this <laughs> clip. Because yeah. well, we understand. I, under, I yeah. understand her side. Mm-hmm. As someone who was like, you know what, I can move wherever I want because I don't really have any family. I understand where she's coming from because it isn't like a value or a principle that's important. It wasn't to me because I just never had it. But now that I'm with Kaylin, I completely get it. Yeah. Uh, John, good luck. I appreciate that call. Man, anything you want to say to wrap this up? Uh, thank y'all. All right, buddy. See you later. D- 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 oh, He's do sad. It sounds like it's I think, eating him up. Did we
3: make him cry? I don't know. He, I, <laughs> it's don't know a hard
2: that. situation, obviously, I, for I
3: him. mean, it's very difficult. I thought we were helping him. Me too. He yeah. cried. <laughs> he, <laughs> he
4: cried <laughs> at the end. I don't
3: know. But, hey, if you are yeah. playing this back for your wife and wife, if you're listening, just, yeah, have have a very honest, mature mm-hmm. sit down about it all.
2: All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs>
5: The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dirk Bentley revealed that during a recent bike race, he went over the handlebars and busted his hip. No word on whether he was critically injured, but he still shared the story with fans in an Instagram post, along with one of his recent biking videos. Carly Pearce talks about channeling her inner Patti Loveless for her song, Next Girl.
3: When we wrote Next Girl, I felt like we tapped into what Patty Loveless would do in 2020 in the sense of Blame It On Your Heart and all those power anthems of the 90s. I loved female anthems. I felt like there were so many honest but fun, empowering songs back then from all of those women.
5: Luke Combs explained how he writes so many songs.
7: The way I kind of operate now is... Like, I'll book two weeks. We'll either go to the mountains or to the beach or somewhere, and I'll just bring out people that I want to write with to that location and then focus on nothing but writing songs for two weeks straight. We try to get a song a day. Sometimes we don't get a song. Sometimes we get two songs.
5: I'm Morgan number 2. That's your Skinny.
7: It's
6: time for the good news.
5: With producer Eddie. Tell me something good.
4: All right. Kylie Gross is a nurse practitioner who lives in Miami, and she's driving to work one morning when she sees a little kitten crossing the road, a busy road. She pulls the car over and says, I got to save that kitten. So she goes through traffic, grabs the kitten, puts her in her car. She's like, oh, kitten saved, right? Then the kitten jumps off while she's driving, goes under the seat. She's like, oh, my gosh, now I can't find the kitten. I hear it meowing. She calls police, says, help me. This little kitten is somewhere in my car and I can't find it. Firefighters come. They finally get the kitten. They're like, all right, we got your kitten, lady. She called the cops because the cat was under her seat? She said, thank you to firefighters and police. We found the kitten. Okay. So she goes to work. And she says, well, I can't bring the kitten to work because I'm yeah. a nurse. I can't do that. So she gets an Uber for the kitten to take it to the local shelter. Guys, I'm not making this up. And it, she said it cost her $160, but it was totally worth it. Put the kitten in the Uber. It went over to the shelter. And now the, the kitten is waiting to be adopted, and its name is Uber. Cute. Isn't that awesome? It's a lot. I know and it's so a lot I a mean, kid.
3: <laughs> what kind of cat isn't it? Do uh, I want to rescue it?
4: Ooh, Amy, good question. <laughs> I don't know what I'll kind of cat it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story that she saved the cat. Yeah. She should adopt it, though, right? She probably I mean, she should she's
3: a, she's a nurse. She, she had, works a lot of hours.
4: She administers co- um, vaccines, so she had to get to work. That was important for her.
2: But it'd be good if she adopted it.
4: Maybe if she we doesn't come back. want a
2: cat. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hey, it's a good story. Yes, that's the whole point, guys. I just needed a second to kind of process all the information. (laughs) Wow. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Yesterday, we were debating whether or not Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks is one of his top 10 songs of all time. So I said, All right, you guys, and we'll talk about top fives here on the air, but I want to run you through my top five Garth Brooks songs ever. Thunder Rolls is not my top five. Did it make anyone's top five? Not mine. Okay, good. Did it make everyone's top ten? Yes. No. Oh, my.
3: And not on purpose. I yeah. just kind of went, I separated myself from the show for a little bit and then went through a list, and yeah, that one's uh, not there.
2: Here is my number five Garth Brooks song, What She's Doing Now. It's what she's doing now. You laughing at that? So good. It's
4: just very similar to mine. That's all oh. I'm going to say. Oh.
2: Uh, number four is The Dance.
7: Our lives.
1: I better left
7: to change I
1: could have missed the pain But I'd have had to
0: miss
1: The day
2: At number three, Unanswered Prayers
7: Sometimes I thank God For unanswered prayers
2: At number two, The River
7: Yes, I will sail my best.
2: And then a number one, if tomorrow never comes. Those are my top five Garth songs. Mm-hmm. What was your number one? Amy? The river. Oh, it was. Yep. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what was your number one?
4: Uh, my number one was much too young to
2: feel this old. Really? Yeah. Eddie want talk This is oh, so good. No,
3: Eddie, I'm with you. That's my number five. There we go. Yeah. Walk,
2: walk, walk yours back, real quick. Okay,
3: so at five, I have much too young to feel. Then at four, <laughs> I have the dance. Mm-hmm. At three, uh-huh. if tomorrow never comes. If- Tomorrow. Unanswered prayers at two and the river
2: at one. Eddie, what was yours?
4: <laughs> okay. So the river didn't even make my top 10, which is crazy. But at number five, I have what she's doing now. Just like you. Number four, Colin Baton Rouge. Get Let's it. go. Money. I don't know that Colin I Baton Rouge in my top well,
2: 10. Well, this is
4: my list. So. No, I know
2: though, but usually <laughs> you would think. Eh.
4: <laughs> so good. And number three, unanswered prayers. Number two, the OG friends in low places. I can't, Give that one a lower rating than that, and the number one, much too young to feel this damn old. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Weird. So good. I didn't put Friends on low places in my top five.
3: Me neither. It may top ten, obviously,
2: but I think I'd put it at like ten just because it has to get the recognition. It has to be up there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) Well, that's our list. (laughs) We had a whole argument about it yesterday. We'll put (laughs) them up on the website.
3: I would say you gave us homework. We did it. Boom.
2: Yeah. If you buy stuff off the internet, not from a big retailer, there's always a risk. There's a woman who scammed a bunch of people into buying a PS5, but instead gave the customers two bottles of water instead. Oh. Mm -hmm.
3: Is that the weight equivalent? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if she was that clever and weighed it out, but...
2: The 41-year-old pulled off this scam and has been arrested for fraud. A woman apparently purchased a PS5 as cash on delivery for $596. But when she opened the box, she found two bottles of water. Dang. The woman tried to get a hold of the scammer, but wasn't able to reach her. So she called police. Police tracked her. They got the scammer. She said, well, I shipped the package, but I don't remember what was in it. She's denying any wrongdoing. Yeah. But it's just if you're buying stuff from folks, there's always that risk. Did you get scammed? Yeah, cat. Oh, I know. That's the ongoing scam. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's Mm -hmm. the latest with that? Don't know. I'll tell you what happened to me. I'm out of deposit. I got on, and I've mentioned this on the show, but I got on to my my banking account, and it had all these points, right? When you swipe your check, credit card, you get points. And they're like, you can cash in your points, and I cashed them in for some Amazon gift cards, and all the cards came in the mail. And it was a good amount. It was like $600 in Amazon gift cards. And... I went to do and they were like codes already been used. Codes already been used. Oh. Somebody got the codes in the mail, took all the money off of them, put them back in.
3: How did they do that?
2: I don't know if I knew. Somebody I would,
3: tell us how they did that. I don't,
2: I don't know <laughs> but all the cards came completely used. Wow. Oh, so did
3: you contact your bank?
2: They they were like that's not true. So, somewhere in the middle, there's been some sort of somebody got it, mm-hmm. took so I'm just SOL. Yeah, that's a bummer. So did you guys ever have people come up and try to sell you speakers, like at a gas station? <laughs> I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. Hey man, you look good. You want to get some speakers?
3: Yeah, or uh, kitchen appliances.
2: Oh, they would do that.
3: Well, I've just I've seen and heard of that. Yeah, like it's like a thing where come over here, I got some nice cookware in the back.
2: <laughs> if it's
4: in the back of a truck, it's, it's probably stolen. <laughs> or right? a van. Or I don't know. Van.
2: Sometimes people would drive around my hometown with meat, and they would go, "Hey, we got a lot of meat. We need to get rid of." You want to buy some meat? And I'd be like, how did you get this well-packaged meat? <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't ask questions because I didn't want to go like, how'd you get the meat? And then they get mad at me. Yeah, yeah, I have but to get rid of you. Are you ready to find out who on this show used to scam people? I am. Yes. You all guessed Lunchbox first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox, it's not you, right?
7: No. I'm the, not a scam artist.
2: Then you guessed Ray. For of sure. course. And Ray, it is not you. It is not me. Any other guesses? Scuba Steve. Why would you think Scuba Steve?
3: Because he has this whole life that we don't really know about, and he always brings us something shocking.
2: Scuba Steve, is it you who used to scam people? It is I, Mm. the scammer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What did you do?
2: Well, it started off
6: innocent. So as a kid, there was this really popular kid in school named Jeremy, and I was trying to win over his love. And if I got in with him, then I'm in with the cool kids. So I knew he was a huge fan of Shaquille O'Neal because that's who was big in our area, Orlando, Florida, growing up. So I had a Shaq card, and I had been practicing his signature like for like days and just kind of like laying it out. And then finally, I thought I had a really good one, so I signed it, and I gave it to Jeremy. He said, hey, man, I want you to have this. I saw that he fell for it, and he believed that it was real. I was like, okay, there's a money-making opportunity here. Let me sign some more Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> cards and see if I can sell them. So I was signing Shaq cards every night, selling for $5 at school. Uh, until I got caught.
2: Oh. <laughs> so, how much money do you think you made from fake shacks?
6: Probably close to 100 bucks, which is a lot of money in the early 90s for a kid. And how did you get caught? I got caught because one of the kid's dads (laughs) saw the card and was like, this is not real. He came to school, told the principal that I'm selling counterfeit uh, Shaq autograph cards.
3: Yeah. The dad's (laughs) like, I have a ball signed by Shaquille O'Neal. It looks nothing like this.
6: (laughs) The dad was Shaq.
8: That's (laughs) the
6: ultimate twist. What happens to you at school? I got in a lot of trouble. I got ISS, which is in-school suspension. Uh, My family and I, we had to go run from the law and move to different schools.
3: You did? No, That's not kidding. true. We, no, I'm just
6: kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Amy fell for it. I just got in a lot of trouble, and uh, and I had to pay the punishment. Did you have to pay all your money back to the kids? Uh, no, I did not, because I couldn't give them the money. It was long gone. So they, they let me go on that part.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was five bucks, which is a lot if you're a kid, but they the kids spent it.
2: Like, what do you think you bought with that money? Probably more cards. Oh, you invested invest
6: in, back in the business. Smart. In, yes. <laughs> I can respect that.
8: I can respect that. The
3: Amy's pile of stories. So, some female students at a high school in Florida were pretty shocked to see that their yearbook photos had been digitally altered to cover their chests.
2: A bit. I mean, it was just like a, bit. a small bit of cleavage they covered.
3: Right. But, the, but, but, yes, know, it wasn't bad. But then it's like, this is my body. And it's almost like they added like a, a black line over it, like they were they nude or something. Yes. <laughs> and, The thing is, there was a picture of, like, guys from the swim team, and they're just up there in their Speedos, and there was no lines put over them or anything. So, like, a 15-year-old in particular, she's one that had a black bar added to cover up some of her chest. And it really wasn't that bad, but it just is awkward. So they're not that revealing. So the question is, uh, should they be able to alter school photos in this way?
2: No, they shouldn't. They should be able to tell kids if what they're wearing is not appropriate for the school photo. And handle it, then not let it come out. And then, because ha- you're right, I saw it, there are dudes and speedos with bing bongs, bing bong. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm, but then the girls are the ones that got altered. <laughs> yes, and like, it was oh, almost you're nothing. There was almost nothing. I know. So it is kind of crazy. And it makes me think of, you know, my kids take school pictures. I'm sure a lot of you out there have gotten the little pa- packet back. And you you can, there is options where it's like, I think that you can have braces removed if you want to, you can have certain things photoshopped out if you want to. And I'm like, wait, no, what? No. I wish it, I had that
2: option. I'd have photoshopped some friends yeah, in like the no. back parts of the book. That's where you're your, like, everybody's yeah. here's Tina hanging out with her friends after school. It's like, here's Bobby alone reading a book in the corner. Uh, no. He just got beat up.
3: <laughs> but one of the great things is having our awkward school photos to look back on. And now just everything's just going to be too perfect all the time. Kids aren't going to have
2: that. Instagram for you, man. You know? <laughs> I, all right, I what know.
3: Else? So parents think that kids will be bored outside after just 30 minutes this summer and they're freaking out about what to do because I guess a study was done and, yeah, there's a lot of them that think, like, what are, what are my kids supposed to do outside? They don't even know what to do. They just like to be inside on their tablet or on their video game. And when we tell them to go outside, 30 minutes later, they're back in. And for me, I mean, I played outside. All the time.
2: But you didn't have all the options that you had inside. I
3: mean, I had Nintendo.
2: But still, kids have every option in the world inside right now, and that's why they want to come back inside. It's not the same as it used to be back in the day. We had no options outside, no options inside, so you might as well stay outside. Mm. But now you go outside, you kick a ball... Playing the dirts, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'd rather go play Fortnite or be on the iPad or what. I mean, I get it. I'm the same way. Kayla tells me to go outside sometimes have to play. <laughs> By ten minutes, I'm like, this sucks. what well, are you going to do all summer, Bones? Exactly.
3: <laughs> Wait, but you, but as a kid, you were probably outside. Uh, you're just saying because you didn't, you weren't into video games as a kid.
2: We didn't have video games. We didn't. I didn't.
3: I thought I thought your friend whatever had duck hunt.
2: Scotty had a Nintendo. <laughs> He's the only one in the neighborhood. He had a next door, and he also had the pad where you. Power You'd run pad. on it, power pad, and I would cheat and get on my knees. And- <laughs> we all did that. Yeah. So but you I get it. There's more you want to go where there are more options.
3: Yeah. Well, just hopefully we can do something as parents to get our kids outside swimming, hiking, gardening, doing sports. Gardening. Okay. Like Watching birds. Watching birds. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my daughter, we I have bird calls and my daughter is into them. So maybe, maybe try those. Uh Trisha Yearwood, speaking of being a parent, she shared the advice that Garth Brooks gave her when she became a third parent to his girls. Now, this was years ago, but she's just now was talking to People Magazine about it, and she said that Garth told her, Hey, look, don't try to be their best friend. But also, don't try to be their mom. Like, they have a mom. They have him as their dad. But she can kind of find a middle ground. And that Garth's girls definitely gave her a lot of grace as she figured out how to be a parent. And they let her learn her own way. And she just kind of slid right in as as a bonus mom and did the best that she could. So just wanted to offer that encouragement out there to others that might be in a similar situation. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. Um...
6: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Yeah,
0: something good.
7: A call comes in to the Chicago Fire Department. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, where's the fire in the apartment building? They show up and it's up on the fifth story and they're looking and there's a cat in the window they're like oh no what are we gonna do and the cat says don't worry about it and jumps wait the Wah. cat says don't worry about it I mean basically looks at him says yeah. hey don't worry about coming up here I got it waves at him and launches wait hold on hold on hold on the cat wait then waved at the fire yeah like move out of the way like get out of the way I'm coming now and the cat jumps from the fifth story boom bounces oh. off the ground <gasps> and walks away <laughs>
8: <Bounces> what
2: <laughs> okay so he like took that. a lot of creative liberties with this <laughs> However, the cat jumped and lived
7: from yeah, five they, stories up. Five stories up. You know, they say it has nine lives. There goes one of it because it jumped literally in, in the video. It bounces off the ground and gets up and goes boop boop, boop and goes find some milk. Okay. You making that up. <laughs> <There's>,
4: <laughs> no way that's in the story.
7: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no. The cat can see walking away, stretching its paws, being happy. No, now that... No, it says it. it now says that it.
4: I believe. Yeah. It went to the grocery store, bought it some milk, and enjoyed it all talk Talked lit.
2: to its cats, brothers and sisters. <laughs> went and got some catnip. Waved bye. That's crazy that a cat can live after... A, yeah. I would think about three would be the max.
7: but 50 feet, a 50-feet fall? Yeah, and they said they're just trying to find the owner and get it back to the owner. Dang. Okay, good for that cat. That's what it's all about. Uh, That was Tell Me Something
6: Good.
2: What's happening, friends? Here is a voicemail that we got last night.
0: Good morning, studio. So I was just listening to your Monday's podcast, and I have to tell you, as a nurse, it is not okay to share nasal spray. Even if you sanitize it, MRSA is a bacteria that... Is actually lives in your nose. And if you use someone else's nasal spray, if they possibly have MRSA, you can spray it in your nose and then now you have MRSA. Have a great day.
2: How are we going to have a great <sighs> day after you told me that?
3: Well, that makes me feel so much better about my decision.
2: Amy didn't use her father-in-law's and I was like, why not clean it off and just do it? I would have. No. If my allergies were killing me that bad, uh-huh. which by the way, your seem a bit better.
3: Yeah, I'm better. But- I, I just had a weird... Experience now.
2: Eddie has them. Oh man, yeah. pollen's getting my mm, scratchy little throat over here. Uh, here's a voicemail, Dawn from Las Vegas.
0: That rendition of Tanya Tucker's "The Thunder Rolls," especially that third verse, gave me chills. I had goosebumps all over my arms. Uh, but I disagree that the river beats. The Thunder Rolls for Garth Brooks. Absolutely not. The Thunder Rolls is far and away over the river for me. I actually don't even like the river too much at all. Have a great day.
2: Get off my phone. Turn yeah. it off.
0: <laughs> Bye. Turn Block
2: her off. off. <laughs> yeah. <Just laughs> Locker for good. Earlier, we did our top five Garth songs. Uh, that was all from yesterday's segment where Tanya Tucker recorded the Thunder Rolls before Garth did. But Garth wrote it. And then when Tanya Tucker didn't put it out, Garth cut it himself. It's crazy. it's great. It's a great story. Listen to yesterday's podcast if you want to hear that. All right, let's go over to Amy now and get in the morning corny.
7: The morning corny.
3: So the police suspected that our daughter accidentally burnt our house down. Okay. But it was our son. Arson. Arson.
2: Arson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's
7: not bad, either. That was the Morning Corny.
2: Yesterday, we said if Eddie can raise $10,000, he was going to have to walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. You didn't want to do it, but you said if the listeners combined their efforts to raise 10,000 buckaroos, you would make that walk from yeah. West Virginia to Tennessee.
4: Yeah, and I thought I was being smart by, like, raising it up to $10,000.
2: If those two states sound familiar paired together, it's <laughs> I'm carrying your love with me from West Virginia down to Tennessee. And Eddie said, that's not that far. Right. So we said, then walk it. So now, as I checked this morning, we're at about forty thousand dollars. Oh
3: my gosh, it's amazing.
2: <laughs> well, like yesterday after the show, I
4: already saw that we had reached 10. I'm like, well, okay, this is gonna be uh <laughs> Yeah,
3: get your walking shoes. Get ready
4: here. Yeah, so. stretch.
2: <laughs> so it's over a hundred miles. You have to walk over a hundred miles. Yeah, I found I
4: found a shorter, a shorter route. Um, I looked at, I mean, man, I'm telling you, yesterday was a busy day. I looked at Google Maps. I'm like, all right, here's the border, and there's the border. I'm like, we've got to find a quicker way. The problem is, there are quicker ways. problem is, I'm crossing a mountain range, Bones. <gasps> there is a mountain range No way. in between West Virginia and Tennessee.
3: So it's shorter, but maybe it won't be shorter time-wise if you're having to go. Right,
2: right. Are you going to climb mountains? So
4: I'm going to have to. Like, I'm going to be on the road, but I mean, I'm talking going up a mountain range, going down a mountain, going up another one. And so... I'm going to try to find the fastest route, the, the more straightforward route I can take, but still from border to border. And I guess I'm, I'm doing it. And I ordered new shoes
2: and everything. I'm man, I'm doing it. So Eddie is donating all this money to National Angels, correct? Which is an organization that helps foster parents because Eddie's a foster parent, and so it's at about forty grand right now. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. And, oh, and it's I, very It's going to take you cool. a week to walk it.
4: Yeah. yeah. So so I did a little itinerary planning with scuba uh, a little bit, and it looks like I can do it all in four days. And that's going to average about nine to 10 hours of walking a day.
2: <gasps> your feet, are, I don't think you'll be able to pull that off. Your feet are going to be killing you. And I know. And your
3: back. I know. My back would hurt.
2: And you I'm have worried to have a bag full of suckers passing out. <laughs> <carrot>. No. <laughs> I know. It'll take it longer
3: because you're going to have to pass out love along the
2: way. Right. Heart-shaped suckers. Right. You're carrying your love with you. Yes. Yes.
4: And I'm going to prove that this song's dumb.
2: Has there never been a more no. country music segment than this segment? No. You're literally doing <laughs> carrying your love with me with your own body. Yeah. yeah.
3: But I think what Eddie's going to learn from this is it actually is quite the distance to carry love.
4: Homeboy didn't walk it. Homeboy's probably know? driving or something. How do you know? How
2: do I'm you just know? Just assuming. Well, so it's happening. Are you going to train? I have to train.
4: Yes, I already tried. I started last night. I I, walked- I thought
3: it wasn't that big of a deal. It's not that far. No, no, no,
4: I'm gonna. My cardio's going to have to get up. My leg strength's going to have to get up. Um, uh, my icy hot every night. I walked five miles yesterday with my dog just to warm up, and I'm like, all right, that hurt. When is it happening?
2: Did. Do we know when it's happening? Do we know what month yet? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You tell right, me, man. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Thank you to all the listeners. There's still a link up at bobbybones.com, but we hit it. <laughs> That's crazy. We hit our goal. Uh, Our listeners,
3: I just want to say, our listeners are awesome.
2: Eddie's like, I know, dang it.
3: (laughs) No, but this is another example of them just like showing up in such a way that's like, of course, a lot of them probably want to see Eddie walk a hundred (laughs) miles. But at the same time, they knew they were donating to something amazing.
2: Yeah, shout out to the B team for sure. So we spent the last week in an Airbnb in California as we were shooting the end of American Idol back in Nashville now, which, thank God. Well, we all cram into a house. It's Caitlin, and myself, and Mike D, who uh, is the road producer for me, but also is the head writer on this show. Uh, another guy that we work with. And listeners are like, "Why are you guys getting an Airbnb and not hotels?" Well, because I only want to pay one check. I don't want to. I don't want to pay for hotels for everybody. So we get a house and we save money and we all stay in an Airbnb. And so, but it's the first time, Mike, I guess that we've all one of the first times that we've all stayed together in that much amount of time. Yeah. yeah. And you say now that you see why Caitlyn and I are perfect for each other. I get it now. Because? You two are the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> With each other? With each other. Like, you guys play a game and you each want to win so badly. It gets so competitive. We were playing this game called 20 Questions where you think of a celebrity and you get 20 yes or no questions and then you by the 20th question you have to figure out who it is. And so the answer was Pat Sajak. And how do you fight over Pat Sajak, Right. Well, I don't know how. Well, no, I'm just saying it, there shouldn't be an argument about it. But but the game ended. Nobody got it. I, had, I picked Pat Sajak as my guy. Nobody got it.
4: <laughs> 20 questions later, nobody got it.
2: And I was pretty pumped about it. And Caitlin started saying I was cheating because she goes, Pat Sajak had his own talk show. He had his own show. And that was one of the questions. Ah. And I was like, he had his own show for like one year in 1989. Not now. He doesn't have. He had. And so then we started arguing have versus had. And the argument lasted <laughs> for like three days. Three days? For like three days. Yeah.
4: Oh, man.
2: And then we played another one where another guy picked Mary-Kate Olsen. We were arguing about hair color. It just <laughs> turned into a... <laughs> we are both very competitive. The last time we competed was out on the basketball court. We played horse, and the loser had to make breakfast for the other person for five days in a row. And we played best two out of three, and I won the first one. And then she dominated me the second two. <laughs> and then she started feeling bad and she was like you can just make me cereal
3: <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> nothing complicated
2: she was like you-, you can just make me a bagel cool. and so but yes we are very competitive but that's good For most of the time, right? Yeah,
1: it's good. Yeah,
2: and I tell you, when we did Bear Girls together, we weren't competitive with each other.
3: No, No. you were on each other's But I guess
2: we weren't playing for points. Yeah. (laughs) If we were playing for points, that would have been trouble. Like if she
3: was scaling down that cliff or something and you were like, I'm coming in hot, and you're gonna like beat her down first, then that would be bad.
2: If there had been a competition, well, one of us would have died. Yes. (laughs) On the phone now is Jennifer in Cary, North Carolina, who listens to the show on 93.9. And Jennifer, thank you for talking to me. How are you?
8: I'm good. How are you?
2: Doing pretty good. So I got on Instagram and I said, hey, will someone watch my new show, Breaking Bobby Bones, and then be a focus group? And so she said yes. We hit her up on Instagram. Now you watched both episodes uh, the first night, right?
8: I sure did. Okay. With with my family.
2: Oh, the whole family was there. Like, tell me who was sitting there watching the show.
8: My husband. My youngest son and my youngest daughter.
2: See, I like this. I like the husband being there too because it's like two different opinions. So the show, exactly. the show happens on Memorial Day, May thirty first, ten nine Central. So, what are your initial thoughts after watching the first two episodes, Jennifer?
8: I thought they were actually very different in content. Like the first one, I was completely terrified for you.
2: Well, we'll talk about this for a second. The first one is me uh, being with Mike D. That's his name, and you know he had been in prison. He found rope access and. They had to clean the underside of the sky bridge over the Grand Canyon. So that's what I had to do, and I'm terrified of heights. And so here I am hanging 4,000 feet on a rope, scared to death. You well, you could literally see me trembling, right, Jennifer?
8: You could see you trembling. And even when you were practicing, when you were having to identify the ropes and knowing that you're colorblind, that terrified me for you.
2: Yeah, it terrified me for me too, I'll be honest with you. And so first episode was very like scary, but you say the second episode where we went to Arkansas and I was working on big construction stuff, that made that felt different to you?
8: It wasn't as scary. It was more like family. Like, it really got to that family that works the yard and just all the struggle they had gone through. And it actually seemed like you were having a lot more fun in that episode. Yeah, because I wasn't and about to die, more...
2: Jennifer. I wasn't hanging 4,000 feet <laughs> over the Grand Canyon about to die. Yes, you're right. What did your husband think about it?
8: He... Loved it, too. And he kind of compared it to Undercover Boss, but with a more, like, life part to it.
2: Yeah, the whole purpose of this show was, yeah, part of it is me out there doing stuff and kind of being funny, but it's really about the stories of these people who have gone through something tough in their life, and it's showing how they bounce back. And hopefully people watch the show and feel inspired when it's over that whatever you're going through, that you can actually get to the other side. And and it's not when... You know, it's not if adversity hits you, it's when it hits you, how do you get up? And hopefully these two episodes kind of showed that. Did you get that feeling? Did you feel a little inspired by
8: it? I totally felt inspired and it made me excited for the future episodes to see what happened for that life
2: aspect to it. Out of five funerals, how many how many what would you give it?
8: Well, I want to watch all of the
2: them
8: like right now <laughs> so I would binge them so I would have to give it it's like a five out of five
2: thank you very much um, I say five funerals because I felt like I was gonna die that first episode thank Can't you imagine. thank you very much for watching and thanks for following me on Instagram where um, I'm gonna send you a, a signed copy of my last book just to say thank you because I you guys took your time to watch this show and I'm very grateful for it okay
8: thank you very much we loved it so thank- I appreciate you letting us be a part of it
2: six days away From Breaking Bobby Bones, it is next Monday night. It's Memorial Day, 10, 9 Central. It's Breaking Bobby Bones, back-to-back episodes on Memorial Day, Monday, May 31st, National Geographic. That's the channel. Can't wait for you to see it. And she made a good point. The first one, I feel like I'm going to die the whole time. And the second time, you're going to watch it and be, like, completely uplifted. It's now time for the once-a-week segment, and it's only 60 seconds long. Thank God. Here it is. <laughs> and now it's time for Amy's Bird Minute.
3: So I saw a bucketless bird for me. And I don't know if y'all saw the picture of it that I put up on Instagram the other day, but it's the most beautiful owl in the world. And I just came upon it out of nowhere. It was like a gift from up above. For me, it is a barred owl. The more research I did, of course, I went home and immediately went to my bird chart. And I was like, boom, I identified it right away. That's a barred owl.
2: What's special about a barred owl? Oh,
3: my gosh. Their eyes and their, their head, like it's a more round head with big round eyes and their feathers. Stunning. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it?
2: I saw an owl on your Instagram. I'm in the woods all the time. I see owls all the time. You do?
3: I've never seen one. We saw one like two weeks ago, Bones. Remember that? I'm going to teach y'all the call of a barred owl. They have a very specific call. Yes. It's on my bird chart. They give me calls.
2: No, that's every every owl. (laughs) 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 What are you talking about?
3: I'm not done. Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all?
2: What?
3: <laughs> that's the that's the, the the way it sounds from the bird, but that's me. 58, who
2: 59, who and That's it. All. That's wow. it, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it right. That was Amy's bird minute. Is she doing jokes? I don't know. Is she coming out with material. I tell.
3: <laughs> no, but I think maybe if I have my collar, I could have done it. But like that's maybe what you're supposed to blow into your collar is the who cooks for
4: you? Who, who cooks for you? Yes. Amy goes,
2: this is a special owl. It makes this special sound. Who? Wait, what? <laughs> That's it. No. All who, owls. Who cooks for you? Okay. Amy is fascinated with birds. Fascinated. It is, it is an obsession.
3: At we, Radio Amy, if you want to see the most beautiful owl in your life.
2: The thing is, she does this sometimes where she picks a new hobby and then just stays with it for like three months. And but then,
3: I've been with this for a minute.
2: And then never goes back to it ever again. Painting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have the easel up still
2: uh guns
3: yeah that was a long time ago
2: still it was for a minute you were right gardening, there. gardening i know gardening. Blah, blah, blah. guitar
3: blah blah blah. Oh, the list yeah. goes on i know but <laughs> but i y'all for me puzzles and birds are here to stay like this is the new me
2: right. it, or the old you i think <laughs> it's the older you mm-hmm. uh, eddie wants to move in with me have you heard this yet no It's kind
4: of a dream scenario. So the house across my street sold for like so much money. I guess the market's really good. They made like over $100,000 on their sale. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I could sell my house and make a lot of money too. Problem is, since that's high, so is buying a house. Right, (laughs) like
3: you can sell your house, but then where are you going to go?
4: But I was talking to some realtors, and they're like, the goal is here to wait it out. Like you got to wait till the market levels out. You can sell now, but then you wait a little bit, and then it's going to level out again. Then you can find a- Pretty nice house for a good rate. And so I'm thinking, well, that could be about a year or so, hang out with Bobby at his house, bring the whole family over. And I'm thinking, Bones, you have extra bedrooms? Maybe you lend (laughs) us the kids a a little place to stay? He wants to come
2: stay at the house. For
4: a year.
3: I mean, in that case, like, I don't want to sell my house, too. (laughs) Right. I've thought about it. I mean, it is such a seller's market. I mean, we could. It could be like a compound. And then we're already kind of, you have a studio. We can carpool to work.
2: Can you imagine... I go, hey, Caitlin, I know we're getting married later this summer, but Eddie, his wife, and four kids, and yeah. Amy's family, they're all moving in. I don't think that goes over well. She might like it. I don't think so. Okay, I, no. you know, I know I'm pretty okay. good now. <laughs> I don't think so.
3: Oh, it's not a bad idea, Eddie. Thank w- you. would be fun
2: basketball games, though. Yeah, it would be great. I did see Adam Sandler playing pickup basketball. Not with my own eyes. I saw him like he had just jumped in a game in Long Island. And so he was playing three-on-three, three and, and he wears... The biggest baggy stuff, like nineteen ninety five for sure. Always. He's always wearing that. Hilarious. And I was reading this article about how he was playing, but he he heck, he never shot. He was just playing good defense. <laughs> That's funny. Wouldn't that be cool if you're driving up and you see Adam Sandler just yeah. playing ball? That's another thing
3: I used to do. I used to go play pickup ball at the park.
4: You did it once.
2: You yeah, you did it once and they wouldn't even let you in the game. <laughs>
4: I did go do it, though. That was a funny video, though. Yeah, yeah, she just stood
2: trying to get in. She's, like, yeah, raising like, her hand. <laughs>
3: I was trying. Yes, it was pickups, so I stood on the sidelines. One time they did let me in. I'm pretty sure I made it, too. The basket?
2: <laughs> or is that just in my head? I think you just made that part up. Oh, okay. It's time for the good news.
3: With Bobby. Tell
2: me something
0: good.
2: Firefighters in St. Charles, Missouri, went above and beyond to help a woman that was in an emergency. Her name? Roberta Poss. She's an Instacart driver who had customers waiting for her, but she was involved in a car accident. Her car was totaled, but she had all the groceries in the car. So with her paycheck on the line, the firefighters who responded to the crash took over, took the groceries, yes. made the deliveries for her. Yes. And she still got paid. That's awesome. And she still was able to pay her bills. Wow. Here's a clip of Poss thanking the firefighters for taking the time to help her.
6: I know it's their job to help out but they didn't have to take that extra step and deliver it for me. I just want to thank everybody for taking that extra step. How
4: great is that story? Bones, that's cool, but imagine the people getting the groceries when the fire truck shows up.
7: I don't think they're
2: doing it in the full fire <laughs> oh, truck. No, probably not oh, in the big one. Okay, all right. That will be cool though. You right, cool. <laughs> That's what it's all about.
7: That was tell me something good.
2: What's happening friends? Call us. We'd love to talk to you. 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-BOBBY. Up first, let's talk to Jen, who is calling us from South Carolina. Jen, good morning. Welcome to the show.
8: Good morning. I'm calling to scold y'all a little bit. Go ahead. Y'all need to stop making fun of Amy about her birds. It is a valiant educational pursuit.
2: It's not that. It's just every segment, there's a bird tie-in about her backyard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or in the wild. Well, she needs to add a South Carolina bird to her list. Oh, boy. She needs to add the tufted (laughs) titmouse.
3: Oh, no, I have titmouses in my backyard. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, no. Oh, oh my God. Ray, hit the button. No, they have little mohawks. Hit the button, Ray.
2: We got to go for it. Let's go. And now it's time for Amy's Bird Minute.
3: Well, first of all, the name in itself just cracks me up. Titmouse. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we what get is it?
3: happening? I don't know, because sometimes when I see one and then, you know, even like the kids, they'll get out the chart because they do come to my feeder. They're little tiny gray birds with these little cute mohawks. They're precious. But then the kids go to the chart and they're like, oh, titmouse." <laughs> I don't know. Jen, do you see what happened
2: here? <laughs> we are now 12 years old.
3: Right. But they're so cute, aren't they?
0: They're so cute. And then you just hear them, peter,
2: peter, peter. And now we're going Peter over and over again. Yeah. Here, here, here. I don't know, folks. Is this after dark? <laughs> or way before
4: dark?
3: I don't know. It's so funny she called to bring it up because eventually, you know, I've been preparing some bird minutes, which I know this one was just she, she called. So we did it. But I was going to tell you all all about Titmice.
2: Thank you. Right, let's close it up, right? Thank you. <laughs> and that was Amy's Bird Minute. You guys do understand that every time we give her a hard time, we still let her do the segment. It's just how much <laughs> bird can you take without acknowledging it's a lot of bird. I,
3: I was reading up on them because I ordered a book called What's It Like to Be a Bird?
2: What? Yeah, Lunchbox oh said he, go, he Googled that too, but his wife got mad.
7: Yeah.
3: <laughs> What's it like to be a bird?
2: No, titmouse. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you forgot the mouse part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Jen, thank you for having uh, the the courage to call. you
8: doing what you're doing. It's a good thing.
2: (laughs) Bye-bye. Let's go over to the news. Mm -hmm. Hit me, Raymundo. Bobby's Big Stories. Uh, Zoo in Wisconsin said an alligator might be on the loose in the area after apparently escaping from his enclosure. Doc's Zoo at Doc's Harley Davidson and Bondool. They have a zoo at a Harley place. What? I bet that is a rocking zoo. <laughs> Speaking of animals with mohawks, I bet they have them over there. <laughs>
8: yeah.
2: Uh, Steve Doc Hopkins, the owner of the zoo, said Rex had been at the facility for 35 years and is typically very docile and unlikely to pose danger to the public. He doesn't go hunt for his food. He's never had to do that. I don't even think he knows how. This is me talking now. He said, "Quote." I'm going to go back and read the quote again. I don't think he knows how. He typically, typically (laughs) Uh is very docile. Keywords. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's unlikely to pose a danger to the public. How big is this gator? It doesn't say how big he is, but I would imagine if he's that old, he's pretty large. He's 30 years old. Uh, The zoo said that he has arthritis in his jaws. It's hard for him to open his mouth. He's one of four alligators in the zoo they are very exotic pets that were surrounded by owners who could no longer care for them. So they took them in kind of as a rescue.
3: That's
2: nice. So we're hoping we find this alligator. They, found him. they did find him. This Hold on, breaking news. <laughs> they just found him. Oh, <laughs> This just damn breaking news! <laughs> they found the gator! Wow. Was they, he hungry? They're giving no, his... thumbs up and they saved him alive. That's what I honestly care about. Yeah. Well, you got to know, too, I hate zoos. But when I read the end of this, that they were just taking him from people who couldn't take care of them, then I was like, let me talk about this story. But they found the alligator. He lo- looks like he's in a ba- somebody's backyard. So, breaking news!
8: <laughs> they
2: found him! That's how we break news in the story. We scream Love it. it. Uh, next up, remember the guy who couldn't remember his Bitcoin password? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He holds $220 million worth of Bitcoin in one digital wallet, but you have to log in, and he only had two... Password attempts remaining before the system shuts it down. And he never gets that money. Well, the update is he's now made peace that he's never going to open oh. it. Aww. Oh, no. He still has two attempts left because he hasn't tried, but he's like, I don't know. I'm not going to know. I have made peace with the fact that I'm going to lose $220 million. Oh, oh my. <gasps> I mean, They're, insane that uh, that money is just going to go to waste.
3: There has to be There some has to be a hacker way. that can get him
2: in. If there were, they would have.
3: All right.
7: Oh,
2: because you're talking about he would give $10, $20 million. I think these codes are so encrypted. Mm. I mean, heck, you could give away $100 million Yeah. And, and say, I'll split it with somebody who can hack into this. But they can't. This is not hackable. Dang. So that's a stinky story. And finally... Kim Kardashian is sued by seven former domestic employees who worked at her $60 million mansion, claiming the star never paid on time, wouldn't allow for meal breaks, and fired one on the spot for asking about overtime pay. (laughs) Seven former gardeners and maintenance staff have sued Kim Kardashian. Court papers filed in Los Angeles on Monday detail a laundry list of complaints about the working conditions. The seven employees, by the way, ex-employees, they were never paid on time, and claimed they had a 10% wage dock for taxes... When one of the gardeners approached Kim to ask about overtime, taxes, and rest breaks, he claims he was fired on the spot. Kim previously boasted of treating her staff well, included during an argument with her sister Courtney over nannies shown during an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Amy, your thoughts?
3: My thoughts are, I just, I don't know how I, if I believe the whole thing, because I feel like they probably have some sort of a house manager or business manager that pays their people, and maybe the staff isn't supposed to just randomly talk to her, so he probably didn't get fired for asking for a raise, maybe it was talking to her i mean i wouldn't be that way but maybe there was some rule of like don't talk to them and so he was let go but wouldn't they they wouldn't go to her hey you haven't paid me they would go to the business manager she's not cutting the checks
2: yeah that's what i thought too like there's if there's something happening there it's not because of her directly but if eddie went and did something stupid
3: yeah reflects i would get in trouble exactly
2: you know because it's up to me uh, to hire people that I think best represents me in the show. Mm -hmm. So even if they didn't go up to her and that was happening at her establishment, it does kind of fall on her mostly. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. They always highlight, too, how big the house is. They're like, (laughs) workers (laughs) at a $60 million mansion. (laughs) In case you were wondering. In (laughs) case you want to get a little more mad. They're like, (laughs) we can really rile them up by saying how much (laughs) the, the house costs. All right, that is your news. Thank you. Bobby's Big Stories. Uh let's talk to John in Missouri who is on the phone. Hey John, welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh well, going good. How are you all? Doing pretty good. What can I help you with? Yeah, uh, the Breaking Bobby Bones. Is that going to be on Disney Plus? It'll uh yes, eventually. I think what's going to happen is that show debuts on Monday night, 10, 9 Central on Nat Geo. Please watch. Uh I'm begging. I mean, listen, I have no pride left. I'm just begging. Uh what do you want? Blood? <laughs> No. You, I, I don't
3: want your blood. You're in.
2: I'll give you whatever it takes to watch. No, we'll good. watch. Okay, cool. Uh, but then after, I think, four weeks, there's an eight-episode dump on a Disney Plus every four weeks. Nice. That way, they get people to watch live, and then it comes up later, four weeks later. All right, John? Yeah, gotcha.
1: That's awesome. Thank you. All right, buddy.
2: Thank you for asking. All right. All right. See you later. John. <laughs> so there's a story that if you go into this place, it's called the Suburban, in Minnesota and they have a burger actually called the labor inducer and they say if you're heavily pregnant you will go into labor within 24 hours after eating this burger in fact it claims that 31 women have gone into labor after eating it including the restaurant's co-owner herself
3: that's impressive
2: I mean, it looks like if I ate this, I would go into labor, too. Okay.
3: <laughs> but what, It is
2: a big old thick burger. Because you think maybe it's so
4: big it causes pressure on whatever, the uterus, and then causes the baby to, like, be pushed out?
3: What? It, yeah. I was thinking if there's an ingredient that causes labor.
2: I don't know. This thing just looks like it's a—it's onions and <laughs> it's, like, tons of meats. It just looks like if you put that in your body, things are going to come out. <laughs> yes, yeah. So something's <laughs> coming out. Uh, here is Casey in Ohio. Hey, Casey, we're talking about food. Anything you ate that helped you deliver a baby?
0: Yes, I, well, I'll tell you a story. So, I ate a bunch of dates, <laughs> and it was so funny because I was, you know, like seven months pregnant, and I was like, I just had my first date. So, I mean, it's a funny play on words, first of all, but I, they're not cheap, so I spent, you know, like 40 $50 on them. I made sure I ate, like, five a day the last two months I was pregnant, and... A little behind the scenes, it's actually been researched to work. So I've read from numerous sources, and it did not work for me. I was six days late and about fifty-six hours of labor. So,
2: oh <laughs> wow! All I heard is fifty-six hours of labor. Oh, that's Herbal. crazy. Man, you spent two and a half days trying to have a baby. Yes. Wow. Hmm. And the whole time, was it like <laughs> push?
0: Um, it started out with 20-minute contractions, and then I went to the hospital at four-minute contractions.
3: Wow, four-minute And minute I was
0: trying to go all natural, was my birthing plan, but didn't work out.
2: So. You, you changed your mind in the middle of that?
0: Um, I had to change my mind.
2: Because so if it were me, I, would, I would numb everything from the chin down, <laughs> and I would have no shame about it. Like, shoot me up in every part of my body, and then let's just see what happens. Wake me up when it's over. <laughs> That's what I would say. Hey, thank you, Casey. Appreciate that call. Yeah, no problem. All right, bye-bye.
0: Yep. Uh,
2: let's go over to Kelsey in Virginia. Hey, Kelsey, how are you?
0: Hi, how are you?
2: Doing pretty good. What's What do you think about this?
0: Okay, so it was it's not necessarily food, but when I had my daughter about 7 years ago, I looked up online. I was it was my due date. So I looked up online, it said if you could take castor oil. You get it at the pharmacy. It's like a liquid and it tastes terrible. So I took it, and it's nasty, but about four hours later, I started having contractions, and I had her
2: the next day. Coincidence, or do you think that's definitely helped?
0: Uh, It could have been coincidence. I mean, it was my due date, so I just know that on your first pregnancy, you usually go a little late. So I just was miserable as middle of summer, and I was just ready to have her, so...
2: And she, it's called castor oil, right? Not castor n- Not yep. the brand of car oil. <laughs> Just want to no. make sure everybody knows no. that. Yeah, no. Because if someone hears I this and goes. Spelled, get, yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: It's, I think it's spelled C-A-S-T-O-R, castor oil. You get it at a pharmacy. Yeah. It's kind of like, like an instant bottle almost.
2: Well, thank you for your call. We appreciate that. Thank you. All right, let's do one more. Here is Tracy in Arkansas talking about stuff you eat that could actually help you have yeah. a baby. Go ahead.
1: Okay, yeah, if you have a baby and you have um, a really bad diaper rash, and my daughter had one that was so bad for antibiotics, her bo- her bottom was bleeding, and I tried cornstarch, I tried all the diaper paste, and it didn't work, and my granny just said, get a dirt dauber's nest, uh,
0: grind it up like powder, and put it in a pantyhose, and then dab it on her bottom like a powder. And by the next day, the bleeding was gone. Like
4: and confusion. after a couple days... What's she talking about?
0: You no, know, this
3: was like a grandma's... Her grandma told her this. You did say if your grandma No, no, ever no I know. I
2: think there's a confusion. I was talking about if your grandma told you to eat something. To have a baby. Right, to have a baby. Yes, yeah. but, but you're talking about, Tracy, if your baby has a diaper rash, that's what you do? You put a dirt dauber <laughs> nest in there? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You just
0: you just use it as a
1: powder and you put it on there and something in their saliva and everything, it just makes the diaper rash go away like pretty much overnight. Well, did we just discover maybe
2: a new pimple cream? If you take first of all, go find some dirt daubers. Yeah. If you we used to have them all over Arkansas. Yeah. But okay. if you have any dirt daubers now?
3: No, I don't, but I mean I see them. They're just, they're the, the, Ask like, your birds if they like know where the, any dirt daubers the <laughs> brown are. Brown and gray things that hang from the ceilings.
2: Tracy, thank you for your call. We appreciate that. Um, speaking of babies, Lunchbox wants to brag because he has has, has um, created again.
3: You're having another baby?
2: I'm having a baby. Oh, my oh, no.
3: You're like a machine. I am a machine. Why would you say that
2: to him? Now he's going to put that yeah. in a quote. He's going to make telling T-shirts. I'm you guys I'm a machine. Because You're like is. a machine with quotes. Hashtag <laughs> slash Amy. Yes. He is, though.
7: Yeah, baby wow. number three coming October 22nd.
2: Whoa. Woo! So yeah. I told Caitlin this last night, and she goes, but I saw on Instagram his wife was drinking wine on the porch. Ooh, yeah.
7: with a co-worker. Yeah. yeah. That was a couple months ago, because I thought we would do a tease where, oh, it's a big family announcement, so everybody would be like, well, it can't be Lunchbox, because his wife was drinking wine. And then, boom, it would be me, because, oh, yeah, I'm a machine, as Amy likes to say. So, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> as Amy, That's what
7: you should say every time, as Amy likes to say. <laughs> yeah. Baby number three coming October 22nd. Ooh. Can't wait. It's going to be crazy. Uh... I'm exhausted from two so might as well have three because I'm a machine like Amy likes to say <laughs> and oh yeah we are ready to go
3: how many do y'all want?
7: I don't know but we got three because I'm a machine like Amy likes to say <laughs> <laughs> alright <Dang, laughs> congratulations
3: Congrats. wow you
2: are a machine yeah. as Amy likes to say yeah well yesterday we said Eddie walked from West Virginia to Tennessee big mouth because mm-hmm. you were like that ain't very far to carry your love right Likes the song. Like the song, right? We well, said we'll do it. We well, ain't very far. Walk it, and so he said, "All right, for ten thousand dollars to donate to National Angels, which is an organization that helps with foster kids and foster parents, I'll do it." And we wondered if we'd be able to make ten thousand bucks for such a trivial segment. We did wonder that, didn't we, Morgan? What's the update right now? Here's the tow board.
5: We are sitting at forty-four thousand dollars seven hundred. That's
2: crazy. Wait, you said that in a weird way. What? I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Hold on. you said I... that in a weird way.
5: $44,710. There it is.
4: Wow, there wow, it is. Wow,
2: wow, wow. Wow, wow. So now you have to run it. <laughs> Stop that. No way. That's you have crazy. to crawl it. I can't believe this. So, uh, BobbyBones.com. It's up if you want to donate 10 bucks. And shout out to all the B-Team who just continued to donate. <laughs> Ed- Eddie is going to walk this. We don't have a time yet. But from West Virginia to Tennessee, he's made forty thousand dollars. That's plus. unbelievable. It's so great. What stinks is you're gonna be gone for a week yeah. walking. Yeah. But it will be hilarious. But I'll also lose, sc- lose Scuba. Steve is going to drive behind you like Rocky. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: I told him yesterday, dude, I think you have the short end of the stick here. You're going to have to sit in a car for so long. I'm going to walk and uh, breathe fresh air. He's not. And,
2: like, drive one mile an hour. It's going to be brutal. Scuba, do you let him go for, like, six hours and then catch up and check up on him or what? That's what I contemplated, like because I don't want to <laughs> follow him the whole time. No. But I want to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to
6: Walmart and walk around for a little bit and catch up <laughs> okay. a hours. <laughs> Just leave me in the country.
2: <laughs> All right, by the way, the awards are back. The Fans Award is back. The iHeartRadio Music Awards. It is this Thursday night on Fox for the first time ever in a year. In a, not ever. In over a year. It feels like ever. But for the first time in over a year you'll see artists on stage performing in front of a live audience. Ariana Grande in the weekend will be opening the show. Dan and Shay uh, they're going to be playing Glad You Exist. Get all the info at iHeartRadio.com awards and watch the show on Fox this Thursday, two nights away at 8, 7 Central. <laughs> I forgot to check in with you about your daughter's play. I know she was doing some school play. How'd go?
3: Yeah, it was great. She had four uh, showings, like a Friday night, matinee, Saturday night, matinee on Sunday. It was like Broadway up in our house. We Did were you go to busy. all four of them? No, but uh, no,
4: no. <laughs> Don't be crazy. <laughs> I was
3: there, but wasn't like actually like seated. But one of them, I was like seated in attendance, like really took it all in. But I mean, I couldn't help every time she came out onto the stage, like my phone was out. And I was like just trying to capture every thing she was doing. What was her role in this play? She was um, like a wildcat. So she was a student, is high school musical too. And then she was also a cheerleader. So sometimes she was just in student clothes. Sometimes she was in cheerleader clothes, but she didn't have, uh, she, they would, she would kind of sing in the background. She didn't have a main role or anything. Does she want one? Eventually, right. I think it's something she really enjoyed. But a lot of these other kids, I was in the in the playbill. I was reading their bios, and it was like, as seen in, you know, Annie and Jersey Boys, and like these kids had some like like locally <laughs> experience. And then hers were like, uh, this is her theatrical debut. So you know, this is the beginning for her. So, but after like a lot of that, I mean, that High School Musical song, like We're All in This Together, has been in my song my head. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> that song. If you're a parent and your kid has done anything High School Musical, you know, you know the feeling.
2: What do you think? Uh, speaking of music, the number one song is this week in country music. If you had to guess.
3: Oh, guess uh, a breaking up with ZZ in the '90s. You made that sound kind of like hip hop. <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know. It, it has been made for more, or made for you, or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At but, number
2: three, Sam Hunt breaking up Was Easy in the 90s. Oh,
3: that's number three?
2: It was number one last week. Yeah.
3: I thought I'd get a two timer.
2: It should have. Yeah, it's jam, so jam. It's so good. It's like
3: turn it up. It's so good.
8: Yeah. I've been breaking up like in the 90s.
2: Number two is Luke Combs, Forever After All.
8: Oh.
1: Uh, this uh,
2: song he did on American Idol, Luke Combs and Chase did the guy who won. And Chase. Luke, obviously, Luke Combs is just a great singer, and Chase kind of held his own with him.
1: Yeah, which tough. I was,
2: I was like, wow, they're going to sing next to Luke Combs? <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason Chase won. And I told that guy, I was like, you, and I, he's only 24, and I was like, do you have to move to Nashville right now. Like, as soon as this is over. Like, the American Idol window stays open for a second, but then they go to the next season, and then you're just kind of on your own going, all right, what do I do now? But I think that guy's going to be a star. I think that's the first winner that I've seen come off that show in a while where I'm like All right, that person's gonna be a real star and he's gonna he's just you know such a country music guy been singing country music his whole life he quit doing music because he had to go get a real job and he was working doing big machinery and he had some trouble in his life and turned himself around crushed it I mean really liked the guy and as soon as he gets to town I told him come on in you know come into play he's really good Uh, and the number one is Eric Church Hell of a View
1: this ain't forever
2: You have guessed that?
3: Yes, I was going to. You
2: yes. know what song I really like is that Dylan Scott song? Nobody, nobody, nobody. This one here.
1: Girl, knows nobody, nobody, nobody gonna love you like I do. I guess
2: quietly had a couple hits, where he's had a couple hits, but I think it would be tough to recognize him in public right now. Mm. Meaning, there's some artists that have a bunch of songs and you're just like, They're just, I don't know what they look like. But I think this guy's starting to actually. Like cut through a little bit This this might be the best song He's ever put out And so I'm gonna have him up Friday we, He's never been on the show before But this song comes on Nobody Nobody No Jam You
3: don't like it? No I love this song a lot
2: This song also snuck up on me And I was like Hey Ray what's that song that goes Nobody 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 <laughs> That's a good one uh, The number one pop song I got my PJ down in Georgia in Georgia Oh yeah I get my one from California That's that
1: I took my up to the north,
2: yeah. And what we've discovered is, if your kids want to listen to the song, because there is a line, I get my weed in California. Mm-hmm. You sit, you tell them it's wheat. Yeah. I get my wheat in California. Right. Eat my bread. Lots of wheat fields over there. Wheat fields galore. <laughs> They played this last night, went to a spin class. They played this last night at the end of the spin class. I was Did you go faster? Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was really into it.
1: <laughs>
2: what stinks about that spin class is I'll watch Caitlyn's feet next to me because we ride beside each other. She dominates me in that spin class. And sometimes they're like, turn the level up. Like, do it harder, like, click it over. And I won't click it because I want my feet to go faster, and she'll reach over to my bike and click mine out oh, no. for me.
3: <laughs> oh, no. I it's have like the... I'm
2: pedaling through mud. Keeping you honest.
3: I have the move for that. You put your hand down there. No, and... it's
2: a click. It's a whole thing. Oh, dang. Because
3: yeah. when I used to do spin, I would just pretend.
2: I tried that, but then Caitlin knows I tried that, and she reaches <laughs> over and goes, come on, guys. Uh, the number one <laughs> rock song is from Seether called Bruised and Bloodied. Whoa.
8: Oh. All right, that's enough. Okay, Dang, jeez,
2: <laughs> bruised and bloodied. All right, guys, we need to write a song that really, <laughs> <laughs> really makes people feel angry. Yeah, that's a tough one. Give me, uh, sorry, I, should, I cut it off a little early. Give me that a little more. Nah, take it off. No, no. I'm done. No, yeah, I'm done. I
3: feel like I need peaches one more time. I got my peaches down in Georgia. Georgia. I, no, I got my, my wheat in wheat California. In California. <laughs> nice, Amy. <laughs> yeah.
7: Bobby Bone Show.
8: Bonehead. Story up the. Day.
7: This story comes to us from Kentucky. A man wanted to see how fast his Mustang could go. He's got a yellow Mustang, so he goes out on the highway and says, "Let's go, baby!" Starts so, woo, gets it up to 143 miles an hour. Police try to pull him over. He's like, "Uh-uh." Keeps going. Only problem is he only had a quarter of a tank, so he ran out of gas pretty soon. Oh, wow, <laughs> you would think if you're going to run from the cops, you look down
2: <laughs> and really evaluate the opportunity ahead of you. Going okay. I think I can outrun them, but how far can if you have a quarter tank you can't you're not going to.
3: Right, but sometimes even when you get to empty, you can go away.
2: Okay. <laughs> but a Mustang going hundred and forty, I imagine oh, you yeah. burn through that empty tank pretty oh, quick. Pretty quick. And it's what color was it?
7: Yellow. No oh, way that's getting away. I mean,
3: yeah, you need a more discreet situation. All right.
7: I'm Lunchbox, that's your bonehead story of the day. Here's a voicemail we got from Christy.
8: So I had a gut feeling um, a couple of days ago, and I played uh, $20 on some pool taps, And I ended up winning $300 off of that $20. So I told my husband, and he was furious. He was so mad that I spent that $20 out of a gut feeling. So I decided I was going to go and take the family to the zoo. Should I make him pay for his own ticket since (laughs) I was going to use the winnings to pay for that? Or just looking for some advice?
2: That's funny. Don't make him pay his own ticket. <laughs> and I would say most times you spend twenty bucks, you're not going to win.
3: Yeah, uh, like you definitely got lucky.
2: Is a pull top and a scratch off same thing? I guess. I don't know what that was. Lunchbox. There's, is there a pull top?
7: I don't know what that is. It's never heard of gotta it. Got to be a scratch off, right? Yeah, it, I guess. I, I've never heard of a pull tab. I thought that was a bingo term. When you're at the bingo hall, they have these pull tabs. Yeah. Betty Boops and things like that. <laughs> we, did, we did. play that. Well, those.
2: Betty Boop, but that's the that's the dabber. The pull tab would it's be. It's like a, uh, it's
4: like a lottery ticket, be, but you just pull the. Oh, so no, I no, think you just differ- pull them right off. Mm, interesting. Kind of same thing. Instead of scratching, you pull it off. Oh,
2: I know. What Remember that. those? Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you done playing lottery? No, no. I got still- a, I got a big one coming up this oh. week. <laughs> After all I don't this. play. Lo- I only play scratch offs. Yeah. Um, I got a big one coming up this week. <laughs> Pay per view on my Instagram okay. channel. Okay. Um, Mike, what is it? What did you find out? Yeah, it's like what Eddie was saying. You just pull them instead of scratching them. I was thinking you meant bingo cards. You yeah. actually like Lunchbox would say you buy them at bingo. Right. But they're not bingo cards. Right. Huh. Lunchbox, did you play that lottery? Over the weekend, did somebody win that half a billion dollars?
7: Yeah, 519 million, I think it was. One single ticket. Don't know if it was a group or an individual, but only one ticket matched all the numbers. <sighs> so someone is 519 million dollars richer, and it's not me, And I, so I'm back at work.
2: Crazy.
7: He's b- back to buying pool tabs. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <Yep. laughs> we will see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby, Bones, Bobby Bones, Bones Show. Bones.
8: <laughs>